Welcome to Meg Talks, the Move with Meg podcast. I'm Megan Kerrigan and I'll be sharing ideas on how you can become a more consistent and confident dancer that understands your body and mind. definitely want to be on a show I would definitely like start practicing like small things like that like even like how do you put your hands in your hips and like dancing like like that yeah Um, hi guys and welcome to another Meg Talks podcast today we have got a very very special guest our lovely Kyra so Kyra Taylor is our guest for today's podcast. Of course, many of you will know her, I would hope, as a Move With Meg online coach. She has only just recently started with us, so we're super excited to have her on board. Um, and I suppose you'll hear a bit more about that journey um, as to her becoming a Move With Meg online coach today. Um, a little bit of an intro. These bits always make me feel weird because Kyra is looking at me while I'm saying this. Um, so she is a five-time world champion, Lord of the Dance star and lead dancer. Um, she is a Swedish massage, can't say that, that's hard to say, Swedish massage therapist, newly Move With Meg online coach, and my little line I've got underneath that is, what can't you do? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can't sing or something like that but seems like you can kind of, kind of do everything um so today we'll just have a nice little chat get to know Kyra a little bit more hopefully get some tips and tricks from her maybe that you can put into place for your own dancing um and get some advice from Kyra through all of the amazing experiences that she's had so welcome Kyra hello thanks for having me <laughs> how do you feel I feel nervous, so it's speaking. <laughs> nervous, but excited. Excited. Um, no, I'm happy to have a chat and hopefully I can share some good tips for whoever decides to listen. So yes. So first things first, then talking about move with Meg. How mm-hmm. did you come to starting to work? It's interesting because I've had these chats with the other girls and it's so interesting to hear their side of the story because obviously I've got my own internal story about how you started but how did it all come about for you talk to us talk us through that um so I've been good friends with Avin for a few years now so we were roommates in Lord of the Dance together and then we just stayed in touch and Avin always like talk to me about like how much she like liked her job and like she was always like buzzing about like work and everything and then I was chatting to her about like leaving the show and I was like I just don't know like what my next move will be and of course that's like scary because I didn't know what I would do after and one day she was just I thought she was like joking like she, I was on the FaceTime her and she was like Kara maybe I'll give you a job <laughs> and I just she was joking I was just laughing I was like I was like oh my god I love that and she's like look at that (laughs) handing jobs out for me (laughs) so um she was like no seriously like I'll say to Megan um and I was like buzzing because it's something that I've always been like interested in like I've always been interested in like how your body moves and my own mobility and like I've dabbled like in and out of yoga and stuff like that so 
yeah. it didn't like feel free like I knew it was something that I would love a job on but I didn't think it was actually going to happen so like I didn't want to get like too excited about it so then it didn't feel real until I messaged you yeah and then it still didn't feel real until we had that chat in August so yeah we had like a zoom call then in August and then I was like oh I actually think I might get a job in this and it was and so then, interesting wasn't it because had we yeah. had that Zoom call before I came to Glasgow, or was that af- was it after? It was after. It was so after that. I came to Glasgow in like June, I think. Yeah. Or was it July? Yeah, July. something like that. Um, but we'd been talking, hadn't we, a little bit? Yeah, we'd been talking. Um, and that felt weird because I, I went and watched, I, I didn't really. I knew, obviously knew who you were. I know, it was weird because, like, I knew you, but I didn't. Like, I was good friends with your friends. Yeah, it's really strange yeah. in, the, in the Lord of the Dance world, that, isn't it? Or in the show <laughs> dance world. You sort of you sort of work out who you would get on with by who ends up in the group of friends that you were in. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Do you know what I was actually saying that? I was like, like, before I knew you, I knew I'd like you because you were such good friends with Avian and Aaron. I was like, oh. She has yeah, to be nice. she must be all right because it's <laughs> funny, isn't it? How that works. Um, yes, yeah, so then we had that call, which was. I, it's funny because I I was kind of thinking the same. I was like, oh, you know, loads of people say they're going to leave the show or they uh, want to leave the show, but I was uh-huh. thinking, you know, I'll have a chat with you and sort of help you to understand whether you even wanted to leave the show. Like uh-huh. at that point, I really didn't think, oh, Kyra's definitely coming on board. Me. I was thinking, oh, I'll I'll help her have a think about her options and (laughs) And here I am chat. Yeah, and here you are now. Um, So go from there then. Um, So then we had that chat and I loved how like, not laid back, but you were just like, if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Like you weren't like pushy about anything. And that like just made me feel like relaxed. And I was like, no, this is good and then so then for weeks like I sat on on the Unavine sessions and like I learned so much from you and eventually I got to take my own sessions with you watching which was kind of scary but (laughs) um, no um it's been a good journey and it was scary for me when you were watching as well (laughs) oh not just that way around you know (laughs) oh no but I love it and I'm excited to like, keep learning and it's like good having you to learn from so yeah and it's been such a, it's been such a nice sort of natural journey really from um mm-hmm. you just hopping on some calls and I, I feel like it's important at the start because you kind of you feel like you know what what the role is and what we do but until you sort of mm-hmm. sit in on those calls it might it might have been that you sat in on that call and thought, oh, no, this really isn't for me. Um, so that's yeah. why I suppose at the start, I'm like, you need to get a feel for what it does. It's not in my interest to push people into the roles because no. you have to be passionate about it and you have to really want to do it. And if you don't, then I'd rather not bring you on board, like not you personally. Yeah, definitely. No, I feel like um that it's the same in everything. Like if you're not passionate about it or you don't like really love it, you're not going to do it as well as like someone who loves yeah. it or like yeah. you won't put in the work. So no, I get that, and well, that's why Move makes it good because you're picky. Because <laughs> I'm picky. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that there you go. That's 
very similar story to what I had. More similar than some of the other ones. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's because it's more recent. It's in the front of my mind. Um, okay. Well, talk us through then your, you've obviously achieved so much in your dance career um, mm -hmm. from competition right through to finishing, I suppose, um, in Lord of the Dance as the main, one of the main lead dancers. Um, so talk us through your whole dance journey then from when you started through like winning your major titles to getting into the show. Talk us through all of that. Um, so I started dancing when I was three, but my mom was always like, as soon as you could walk, you were dancing. <laughs> so like, like my family, so like my oldest cousin, um, she started the whole dancing and my family. So like my two older sisters dance. So I just, I didn't know anything other than dancing. <laughs> And so I started when I was three and I was just, I feel like I was switched on from a young age because like I would have picked stuff up like quick enough and I was just always interested, always wanted to get better. I never thought that I was the best. Like right. I just always wanted to get better. Um, I won my first major under eight um, wow. that year. I, that year I won like, all the majors um so like all scotland's um under eight. And, mm, wow you know, i went to the american nationals that year and that's the only year i've done it but i remember at the american nationals um it was like the biggest like major like fish i'd ever been to and i remember being like oh i recalled and like my mommy and everyone was like yes you recalled <laughs> I love that like this I know no understanding of the level yeah. and, and your ability um and then and did you I win the American won. Nationals I won the American yeah. Nationals but you, you got after my, I got a recall after my traditional set um I like took off my wig and I went and jumped in the pool because I was so obsessed with like swimming and all that and then I had to get like my tan and makeup and everything done for the results again so that was I <laughs> that love was that something. that's like um, no the school's way more important right now Mom. <laughs> see you um, in a few hours <laughs> so I was just I was just fortunate to do well like um I always worked really hard but I I never thought like I feel like people think that if you're always wanting that like the person who's wanting thinks that like oh I'm the very best and they think yeah. that they have like no questions or stress like people want to be the person on top but like I'm not complaining but it's no. hard being the person on top as well. Top. Do you feel like at what sort of age do you feel like because you were very consistent throughout your whole career um, a lot of the time you see young dancers sort of peaking when they're young and then it trailing off a little bit as other people catch them up almost um mm -hmm. at what point do you think you probably realized like oh okay I am at the top and I have to not even have to work maybe what what point did you realize that there was pressure or what what time did um, that set in I feel like maybe around like 14 right like I always I always got nervous um even from like young but like it just would have been me I would have put like nerves on myself and like yeah I just would have stressed out like um but I feel like around maybe like 14 I started like realizing like I might not want or something maybe yes 
yeah that came like more normal because like everyone in my age group was obviously always really good but as they got older they were getting like better and better and better as well so it felt like um new people start peaking don't they hitting different ages Um, that's it like people that wouldn't have always been like good when they were younger were getting like really good so then I think in my head I was like oh oh gosh (laughs) oh no they're they're, they're catching me (laughs) I think Um, do do you think that's anything to do with being a teenager as well like that self-doubt and self-comparison coming into it I think so um because you don't really think about everything as much you just kind of get up and dance yeah and whenever you get like older like you start like really overthinking things yeah like I remember even like at a world I was about to walk on in Glasgow and it was just pure nerves I was like do I stand behind do you know how there was like marks on the floor yeah and I was, like, oh, do I stand behind that and like the the voice I said was like are you okay <laughs> you just had a little moment where you just really just nerves like yeah nerves really like threw you off and looking um, around, I suppose, when you're younger, you don't really look around or sit and watch anybody else and, and think, no. you might like sit and watch other people, but you don't think uh, they're better than me, really. Not in a comparison way, no, yeah. no. And I remember, too, when I was younger, I had more performances where I didn't think on stage. Like, do you know whenever you just get on, you dance, you get off, and you're like, oh, what it's was that? And like, like yeah. that was good. And then as I got older, I would be like thinking on stage. Right. And I, oh, I hated that. So like, I'd yeah. be thinking just all these random thoughts on stage. And I would be like, Brain. Random thoughts, as in <laughs> not linked to dancing. Like not, not even linked to dancing. I could be like, oh, who's that in the hall? Or, oh my gosh, I did you do the same. I remember vividly random. My, my last set dance at the world being like, oh, there's Conor O'Sullivan. Oh, he's got a nice jumper. And I wonder, I must ask him where that's from. In the middle of a planksy day. Random. Random. I know. It's it's mad. And then you're kind of like, come back. Yeah. Like, I just like when there's no thoughts. Like, I like yeah. when it's nothing. I don't yeah. mind if, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, Carrie, that's good. Keep going. Yeah. Relaxing. Good. Almost there. Like, I don't mind thoughts like that. But whenever it's just random, <laughs> or if you're like random, being like, that, that part wasn't good. Yeah. And then, and then you're not. And then you're like, did I must have click? Was I off time? And then it's just like jumbled. Yeah. I, I remember like it's weird. You remember like certain like times of dancing. I remember I done like a reel in Dublin in one of my words, the full time I didn't think and I came off stage and like not in like a big headed way, but like I knew it was good. And everyone was like, that's the best reel I've ever seen. But it was just because my mind was just clear. And yeah. I was literally just like switch off somehow. It's funny, isn't it? How well it just shows the power of the mind. It really and, does. And tapping into that and being able to control that mm. is probably one of the most important things, really, in dancing, isn't it? Right, it um, is. So when how old were you when you won your first world championships? Um so I won my first words when I was under eleven. So I won right. my first and then yeah. I won five in a row then. Five in a row then. And so talk to us talk us through that journey then so obviously you won the under 11 did then each um, year bring more pressure did they feel different how was that sort of journey they felt different like I remember come my last one I was almost like crying like with relief when yeah. I won rather like pressure was just like a 
Yeah. And like, I couldn't stop crying that year. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think I was going to win or something. I'm not sure right. why. Um, Again, that was, so how old were you in that fit, on that fifth year? Under 15 then. So under 15, 15, yeah. 15, under 15. So like, I was older, so I feel like I understood more. And I yeah. obviously knew like, the level of everyone else in my age group as well. Yeah. So, um, but whenever I was like younger, people just like expected me to like won as mm-hmm. well. Like whenever I would come back to school, they would be like, oh, you won. Like, yeah. and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, me. And then if you went back to school I and you didn't win, it was really was You'd be embarrassed to say or something, but not that it was like trying to avoid going to school on the Monday because I'd come oh. back. Because they would be like, why? I know. They'd be like, why what happened? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? No. And like th- oh. those people aren't Im- important and they're but they are important because it's a it's a community and all we want is to be accepted in a community. I know, that's it. Um so in that, so did you dance then? What when did you finish dancing so- at the world? What was your last age group? So my last age group was under 18 and I got sixth that year. Sixth. Sixth. Um, So I worked really hard before that Worlds and I feel like I like give it everything. Like if I went back now, like I don't think I could change like my preparation or anything. Like couldn't have done anything more. I I don't think I could have done anything more. Um, I was happy with how I danced as well that Worlds, which we come to realize is like the main thing. Yeah. Um. I was happy with like everything really that day um but it was just after I was so I was 18 so I was like leaving school then a few months later and I just thought like I just knew that I was finished with competing um I just came to like the thoughts in my head were just like I've nothing else to achieve so I'd already like won the words which is like always like the main kind of goal so yeah I was just I was just felt done. I was like, I don't want to keep. I felt almost like not a waste of time, but I didn't want to keep working if I was going to say maybe drop more. Yes, yeah. probably yeah. More fear and me and me almost. Um, yeah. So I decided to just like finish dancing, and then I went to university. So I only went to university to do accountancy because I was leaving school and I felt like I had to go do something. Right. Like I. I I never I didn't have like a passion for accountancy like I always liked math but I didn't have like a passion was, for it I was gonna ask about this like accounting <laughs> something um, so different I know um like I I enjoyed it when I was doing it but like I didn't love it and yeah. I was doing it just to get a degree like I had no real goals for this like big job in it or anything um so anyway, I was a year and a half under my degree and Lord as a Dance was coming to my hometown in Derry and I was actually talking to Erin Kate and she was like, oh, you should audition whenever we're in Derry. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. Yeah. So then an opportunity came about for me to audition and then it worked out that someone couldn't do a tour two weeks after that. Right. So it just was good timing. So I was able to join then two weeks after my audition. It's all about timing, isn't it? With getting into show. So it was like just good timing. Um, and so then did you I audition? For... Sorry, interrupting you. Did you audition on your own? 
on my own. Right, interesting. Talk us through that process. It was tough. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did you do? What were you made to do? Um, so I, they just started teaching me run on. Right. Um, and I didn't know it before. Like I kind of had an idea of it, but like I did, I didn't know it. Um, so that was that was hard. <laughs> it was like putting like the arms and everything. I'm panicking thinking about that now, and I know the dance. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, it's not even hard, is it? But it's the pressure. Right, it's the situation, just pressure. Wanting to be good, like I know, oh. I know. And then I was leaving, being like, I was like, oh my god, I done so bad. That's what I was thinking, and I was like embarrassed, being like, she's. I was thinking they'd be thinking she's supposed to be a five-time world champion. Yeah. What was that? Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. I know I was like that that was awful anyway I went to see the show then that night and like I loved it and everything um and then I was in Berlin with my friend like a week and a half after that when I got the email about joining the show and yeah. the show was going to be in Germany so I came home from like the trip away on the Wednesday and I had to leave on the Saturday so it was madness I had to get so much sorted out get all my blacks like everything Never well so stressful, stressful um but I, I wouldn't change it now obviously an exciting and exciting time yeah it was exciting um I danced on the Saturday and I was in two numbers in my first show well so done you good work um, what two numbers as in run on an LOD very good well done <laughs> you must have picked the steps of all right then I know. <laughs> it's interesting because I was talking to Amy on um, when I did her podcast um, mm. about the same thing about that audition process, and she said, it, oh, "Was it Amy or Annabelle? I can't remember." But somebody said basically exactly the same. Like I, I left and thought there is no way I am getting <laughs> in there. Like that was awful. Or no. also the feeling like you don't get any feedback, so kind of not having a clue if it was good, oh, bad, no. or anything in the middle. No. Um, no. So it's quite interesting and you both ended up in the show so <laughs> you did all right we did um, all right um but the like the transition from competition day show is just like crazy like because I'd never done a show before the order to dance and then I got there and like you're normally just dancing you don't have to worry about like the technical side of things so like normally you would do your dance you'd have a floor pack plan but it doesn't really matter exactly where you are on the floor but then you yeah. join a show and it's like you need to be in this part of the marley on 1.3 quarters and like your your positions are so important so it goes from not only worrying about your performance and like doing your steps right it's like working as a team and like being ex like fitting in as a team and being on the right part of the floor at this, the right time like it's and then the light so like that was that was so overwhelming. Um, but once I got used to that, I was able to like settle on and actually perform. But at the start, like that's that's so difficult. And I feel like <laughs> I think my, my transition into the show exactly the same. I found it really difficult. Um, mm. And again, from being sort of the best in competition going into, and I don't know if you felt this going into feeling like. I will never be good at this was quite an interesting oh, I felt, sort of I felt like that as well um 
I felt like that as well. It's interesting. And like you, you almost join and you kind of, you feel like everyone has like a high expectation of you if you've yeah. been like a good dancer competitively. So I always remember like worrying about that as well. Then Word in about. my head, I was like, it doesn't really matter here because like yeah. competition doesn't matter then once you go to a show, like no one Not cares. Like it doesn't matter. And, and do you know um, what? I think as well, from my perspective now, it helps a little to get you in. But it doesn't I, even help that much for, for that. Like when I'm looking at CVs for Magic I, of the Dance, for example, I kind of have a quick glance at like your achievements in it, like to, to know that you're at a certain level. But I don't yeah. look and think, oh, well, they're not a champion. So then I'm not interested at all. Yeah. Show experience, performance experience, all of those things are, are what I'm looking for way more than world champion oh, or Great Britain champion, which is, it's so crazy to think about when you're going into it you think well this is definitely going to get me in almost I know. Uh, I know because sometimes like I hear people being like oh like you think I would get into a show like I don't do very well and I'm like like definitely like you have as good as a shot as anyone like it doesn't yeah. matter like what you've placed yeah like, it doesn't matter which and I, I do think and it's good for people to remember that Oh, Instead of thinking I'm not good enough, because like yeah. that's not does. And you can make it your mission. Like if competition is you're enjoying it, you're you're improving, you're working hard, mm. that's great. But say yes to things like put yourself forward for Definitely. performing at things, practice that as well as oh, on a side. Definitely. Like even if you went on YouTube and like started learning stuff from that, because yeah. like, I didn't know how to use my arms one bit like before <laughs> I joined the show. Like, and if you know that you definitely want to be on a show, I would definitely like start practicing oh. like small things like that. Like even like how do you put your hands in your hips and like yeah. dancing like like that. Yeah. Um I feel like that's all we did, like in our like performances. Uh, hands like, on hips. The little things with quotation marks like hands on hips, hands down, hands, <laughs> hands back. Like, we didn't ever do the bit I really struggled with was like the old Celtic dreams when it was like soft arms, old, real soft arms. And I'm not ladylike, I'm getting better. And the show definitely gave me that, um, or not fully, but a, a better element of ladylike and elegance and all of that sort of, I didn't have it at all. It was so hard. I was like a robot, like trying to do these nice, pretty arms. I was the same. Like, I always wish that I'd done like ballet or like some other type of dance as well. Something. Yeah. If I but go back now, that's what I would do. I would do like ballet or something. As well Irish as dancing. Irish or instead. Yeah as well as well yeah and you can learn so much from other things can't you and I suppose that links in with cross training a little bit and and learn taking different elements from all different things like I have spoke on here about when I went to my the bar instructors course Mm -hmm. at that point everything just clicked for me and like okay they do bar classes then they do technique classes then they do choreography classes then they do that's why ballet dancers are such all round us and we just go dance 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 which isn't a terrible thing but if we did the other things as well as that we'd be so so much better and we're getting there I think people are starting to see that Mm, especially no, with the like performance side of things as well in competition I think people are getting a lot better at that too 
Hi. Um, that's something that the show like really helps with like performance, obviously. Um, like being able to like use your face and like smile and have like a confidence, like upper body. So like knowing anytime I'd be like a competition, I'd be like looking for people that's like smiling and performing. Like I'm so drawn to them. Like yeah. I love when they're performing. And would you have concentrated on that when you were dancing? I would have concentrated on smiling for definite, but I'm not sure like how good it would have been. If I could go back now, like it would definitely be better. I remember somebody telling me back when I was competing, you need to practice smiling at class because I was one of those where I had a serious concentration face. And when I'm concentrating, I'm frowning, like I look angry. So in the middle of my Planxy Davis, you can be sure that that frown there, like that concentration. And I used to think, well, I'm doing a job. It's not about me smiling. You should be looking at my feet, not my face. That was my view on it. Like, well, wouldn't you rather I was concentrating this? That was genuinely how I used to see it. Oh, that's funny. But, but now I I give that advice, number one, your cheeks okay. are muscles. If you okay. don't practice your muscles of your legs doing what you want them to do, then they won't okay. work. So why don't we practice this at class? Um, do you remember um, even on stage as well on like um a result your mouth would start like twitching yeah it's like such a fake smile that you feel like then you're overthinking your smile (laughs) people tell that this is a fake smile (laughs) overthinking guys the joy um well it's funny because what I was going to say is from what you do now and from what you've learned through the show and stuff what would you do differently? This is the next question. So you've said a couple of things already. You've answered that in like the ballet side of things. Um, definitely. Um, definitely anyhow. performance. Like um, before you go on, do you like perform in the show? You're always thinking, right, I want to make this performance as like the best that it can be. And you're you're thinking about like your audience and like connecting with your audience and like using your face, like making everything like dramatic and stuff like that. Like yeah, telling the story, isn't it? Right. Like I think sometimes like when you're competing, you're just getting up to like do your hornpipe and it's you're not really thinking, you're kind of going through the motions. But yeah. I feel like if you're thinking about I want to give a performance, like you're in the dance instead yeah. of just like going through the motions. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely think about performance and then nerves as well like Mm. when I came to the show I still got nervous but I learned how to deal with my nerves a bit better because no one was like judging you it was you were on the stage um to perform and you knew people bought tickets they come and watch you because they wanted to watch you like no one was out there trying to be like she's not good yeah yeah I think like it told you like do you relax on stage and you're able to like dance better so like if I could go back or for anyone who's competing I would just say relax and enjoy yeah. it because in the bigger scheme of things like it doesn't really matter like it actually makes me so sad when I see people at competitions and they're about to go on for their set dance or something and they're standing there so nervous yeah. like I wish I could go up and be like relax because yeah. it doesn't matter really like, does matter and all you have to do is your best like exactly and the thing is it's so much more enjoyable like you said the audience Hi. actually enjoys it and this is where it's like a double-edged sword because you getting nervous is just because you care and you want to do a really good job yeah but 
if you can manage those nerves and if you're not nervous mm. and if you're relaxed, then the audience is more relaxed with you and then they enjoy the, they enjoy the performance. It, I know, um, I know. It's, so, it's a tough one. Like, it's hard to just say to someone, don't be nervous because, yeah. like, just it's so hard. But it's, like, using your nerves. Like, if you're side stage, like, if you're feeling nervous, like, it's, it's fine. But, like, learning how to breathe and just be like, this is going to be good. Like, yeah. I always, like, say stuff like I would always say stuff. I would be like, this is going to be really good. I'm going to dance really, really good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to enjoy this. And I would just be like, thanks. Thanks, universe. This is going to be good. Yeah. And, like, it sounds funny, but, like, it's just, you're you're tricking your mind because then your mind's like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Even if you're still nervous, it's like learning how to pretend that you're not. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? It's, it um, and I say this to dancers all the time. Again, your brain is a muscle. It's not mm-hmm. something you're just going to overnight okay, I'm not nervous anymore now, I want to go to a fesh. But using all the experience of your smaller feshes, we might not get as nervous at those. So using those to practice what you will then do when you're side stage and you are feeling a lot more nervous. So like you said, I always advise people to do that. I've got this, I've got this, I've done this thousands of times I've danced through these thousands of times reminding yourself of a positive thing that a teacher has said to you keep replaying that that was if they said to you in your last class that was the best I've seen you dance that do it like that at the weekend and we'll be flying reminding yourself of that instead of what if I slip what if I trip oh my gosh I forgot oh there's that person walking into the hall like already you can feel the tension I feel the tension I feel nervous (laughs) It's mad. But even just that, it brings you back to the room. And another thing that I speak to dancers about nerves is, okay, worst thing that's going to happen. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Are you still going to go home that night to your own bed or to your hotel room with your mom or dad or whoever's with you on that day? Are they still going to love you? Is tomorrow you're going to wake up and it's going to be a new day and people probably won't even remember what happened? In a week, people are going to remember what happens, whether it's good, bad, or anything in the middle. No. And sometimes even just reminding yourself of that. Mm. When I'm nervous about things, I always think to myself, tonight I'm going to go to bed and be really glad I did this. Oh, I know. Because, like, it's nice to be out of your comfort zone as well. Like, But I always think, you see, if if you stay present, because there's definitely loads of times that I've been like, I can't wait for this to be finished. And then you're like, oh why did I think like that because it's never as bad like if you just stayed present enjoy the moment like whatever it may be good or bad and then let it go because like someday you'll look back and be like oh I should have regretted that like yeah I wish or I wish I wish it was more Uh, you're better I wish it was more in the present because like even whenever you're asking me about my dancing career I was kind of thinking it's kind of a blur yeah because I definitely wasn't fully present for all of it I'm the like, same I definitely a blur lots lots of things stand out and I, a lot of the time the things that stand out are the things that we we don't really talk about the things that stand out are going to the calf on a Saturday the greasy calf up the road from the Irish center where dance class was and just um, sitting there with all my friends eating a sausage sandwich for an hour Oh. things that like stand out to me from dancing you know it seems silly but they're the things that make me like really happy about dancing 
Yes, of course, standing on the top of the podium and holding that trophy was amazing. But actually, is it the thing that really is is the first thing I think of? No? No. No, definitely not. What everyone dreams of and, yeah. And then, like, sometimes you're there and you're like, oh, it's not as good as, like, what you think. Yeah. Sometimes you reach a goal and you're like, oh, is this it? And you're like, so what else can I achieve now? Yes. I think it's all like this all the time. Sports people always say this on um, their high performance podcast, whether they're rugby world champions or whether they are um, Formula One uh, stars, big, big, amazingly successful people. And they hit these peaks and there's like a 30 second period where you're the happiest you've ever been. And then you have that realisation oh well what now it's mad isn't it yeah and I always I always remember going back to my first class after winning the world the first time thinking hey it's gonna be a nice old party and I got in and my was like put get your shoes on I was like oh uh okay and <laughs> you're he, all I've made it what do you mean <laughs> and he worked us whole class so so hard and, and he said to me he was like you thought you worked hard last year. <laughs> and in that moment, there was that realisation of, yeah, like there's only one way to go now, down. I know, I know. Like, so it, there's a whole different world that comes with being with being there. Did you feel that same sort of? I, I kind of felt it, but like, I, I, I don't, I was a weird one because like I never felt like I was the best kind of yeah. thing, like. So I always would have just felt like I needed to work, work, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone would have been like, oh, what did you get in the words? And I would have been like, first. I oh, know, I'm just exactly the same. And like trying to hide, <laughs> not wanting to answer the question. Hi. So. Uh, and I think as well, probably that shows, again, our ages. I won my first Worlds under 15. So um, at that age where you'd won everything. I was then I, in my peak. So I suppose I, when we were talking about that age of comparison and looking around mm-hmm. and feeling other pressures because of your age and because of your transition through being a teenager and hormones and periods and boys and all of these things that were starting to come into your life, um, it is probably just a very, very different journey, which is interesting. I haven't really thought about that until we had this conversation. No. Um, okay, so, and you've kind of, again, touched upon this slightly, but what did Irish dance give you then that other areas of your sort of childhood didn't, or what do you think you really gained from it? I felt like I gained, like, freedom. Like, I always felt, like, free when I was dancing. Like, um, like when I was wee. Like when I was wee, I didn't like think really when I was I dancing. Was so I was like, I love that. When I was wee. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, that means when I was small. <laughs> um, so I would go to dancing and I would just dance. Yeah. And I would just like, I just felt like mostly like myself when I was dancing. And I was always like shy enough. Like if I had to like read something say it like an assembly I would have been like oh. oh my god but like if I had to get up and dance in my assembly like a big grand like yeah. that's where I felt like what do you talk Probably. about when you get home like I felt like at home like when I was dancing um and 
I liked how my dancing friends were always like different to my school friends like they were more like like-minded and it was good being around people that like shared like such a passion for dancing as well um and I loved how like my mom and daddy were obviously sending me to dancing and then it made them happy when I was dancing so they were so happy and proud of me so then it obviously made me feel good yeah I was making it feel good um, yeah and I it allowed that. me to travel it allowed me to travel like at eight I was in San Diego um and I know, amazing, I, know isn't it? I know and like you're just seeing like different parts of the world and like I'm from Derry and it's like a small city and it's from a young age it made me realize that like there's more to life than this small city and lots of people from small places like Derry kind of never leave there do they well they kind of never leave or they think there's nowhere better um but it's good like seeing different parts of the world and then being able to come home but like yeah. bringing everything you've learned like home. Yeah. Um, and it makes you appreciate home more. Well, it does. It, it, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, but I I definitely think getting like people into or like children into like a sport, whether it's dancing or anything at a young age, is just like so important. Like I feel like it makes you hard working as you yeah. grow up. It's yeah. like I was always just used to working hard and dancing. And I knew if I worked hard. It, I would like achieve things yeah. so, like in life now like it's definitely a lesson like I took with me just do you think work hard do you think like you just said you think you have confidence in yourself do you feel like you have confidence to just okay I, I kind of want to do that I'm going to give it a go because I've you've sort right. of got the history of I've worked hard and I've, I've che- achieved what I put my mind to kind of thing I definitely um I'm never scared of starting new things like I always like I, I love learning things like yeah. I'd be willing to give anything a go yeah um and that's probably from just being we and like like as dancers like we're basically artists like we like like freedom and like trying things yeah um I so, think that's important though I think like you say the confidence because wanting to try new things a lot of the times is because people don't like not being good at things and I will hold my hands up and say I used to not do things in front of other people like try because I was scared of not being good at it but now as I've got older I have had to like push through that that was like a barrier for me I think because I was good at something so young and again because there was that peer pressure and it's not a peer pressure it's a peer pressure I'm putting on myself that I want to I'm used to being the best and again quotation marks so not being good at something was really tough for me to deal with um uh, I've had to push getting through that. Something, getting good at something you weren't good at you're like yes exactly but again that's that confidence in okay well I am going to be good at this I might mm-hmm. not be good now but I'm going to be good at it and I think that's uh, a really important thing to to definitely, definitely. take on just knowing like consistency always is going to lead to progress like yeah. no matter what like you can't not like you can't get worse like if you yeah. practice something every day you're not going to get worse at it yeah. so it's yeah. just like taking time and allowing yourself to progress yeah instead of like shutting it down straight away and the other thing that I wanted to ask you from that was so you said dancing was your freedom so what's your freedom now then 
What's my freedom not? What makes you feel? Have you found anything that makes you um, feel? Like I started like going to the gym more and it's kind of like CrossFit style training. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And you know, whenever you were saying you hate doing stuff you're not good at, straight away in my head, I started thinking about the skiing machine. <laughs> but guess what? I've improved. Yes, exactly. So, um, I so I love that. Um I love things that challenge me. Like last yeah. night I went running. Like I love, I love just. You went what? I went running last night. Running. Okay, yeah. So I love stuff like that. Um, Reformer Pilates has definitely been a freedom as well. It's um, interesting, isn't it? Because we tend to all, and Avian said something that really like exactly was my exact thought process. When I left um, the show, I was like right okay well where do I put this energy that yeah. that I've had and I've always put into dancing there's this like okay but I've done that every single day for all of my life so what do I do now with that where do I put it and and it took me a while to find I did CrossFit and I really enjoyed it I did some of that while I was on tour but I couldn't find a gym that I settled in at home um right. and then I worked obviously I did my PT and I worked in a gym which then felt like well at the end I didn't really want to stay there and do more work because I, I wanted to leave and be away from that space so it took me a while but I found it now and it's funny because A is exactly the same she's so into the gym that's mm-hmm. her freedom uh, and you I, sort of said exactly she said, the same thing. Me, she said that to me as well she was like you need to start CrossFit. Like when I was saying about leaving the show, she was like, you need to do this. Like she was like, if you're ever missing dancing, you won't be doing this. Yeah. Um, but it's the only time right? that, I think going to the gym yourself is one thing. Going to mm-hmm. something like that. We've been used to a group environment as dancers. Yeah, where there's people working hard around you. You mentioned it, mm-hmm. other like-minded people important yeah. to have around you. Other people that mm-hmm. are better than you to look up to oh I love I love working out with people that's better than me because I'm like right I want to be you so (laughs) I was funny it's funny at the class I was at on Monday I ran with one of the girls running and I ran past one of the girls I was like come on Evie and she was like do you know what it's funny I always try to keep up with you and she said towards like the end of the laps you're always then too far around the corner and I said I always try to keep up and there's another girl that I always try to keep up with and it's funny because we're all doing it we're all it's using that right. other person as like our motivation to push harder. No, it's good. Um, tell me then, who do you look up to? Quite a big open question. Um, uh, so take it how you want. But who do you I look? Know. This is tough. Um, because I don't think I look up to like one person in particular. Um, I definitely look up to my parents. Like my mom and daddy have always been like so hardworking. Um, yeah. since I've been small (laughs) Um, and my mom and daddy are in their 50s and like they're both like so fat and like healthy and like that's what I hope for myself so I definitely look up to them in that sense um but like for years I've been obsessed with Oprah and Matthew McConaughey like I love them so much like I'd always just go on like YouTube or listen to their audiobooks and in an audiobook Matthew McConaughey it's called Green Lights have you ever listened to it no. but it's so nice it's so good he's so easy to listen to but whenever he's asked who he looks up to he says 
myself and say five or 10 years. And I said, it gives them just someone to chase. So from then oh, I'm like, okay, maybe I look up to myself in 10 years, but I don't know who she's going to be, but I'm still chasing her. So I love that. Yeah, you need to listen to the book. It's really good. Okay. So he said it always gave him, it always gave him someone to chase. Because like it's the himself being better. And isn't that funny? Because we were just talking about literally chasing people. I know. Okay. I know. Well, that's a good. That's the best answer I've had yet. Is that Kyra? Um, there you go. And then tell me then, other than Matthew McConaughey, who is the, what's the best piece of advice that anyone's ever, ever sort of given to you? Um, I like um, Stay Humble. Yeah. I just I think it, it keeps you working hard and just reminds you that like we're all people like you're not really better than anyone else yeah. like you might be better at things but you're, like you're never better than anyone else so we and just also, to stay humble there'll always be something you're worse at <laughs> other people there'll always be someone better than me so yeah. um and then my friend actually said this a while ago. Um, she said like her mom and daddy always said to her, they take everyone at face value. And I love that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting that. one. Explain yeah. that a little bit more to me. How do you how do you understand um, that? Well, like if someone said to you, um, such and such as in very nice, mm-hmm. and then in your head you had like that image of them. Yeah. But, but taking everyone at face value, it's just like waiting until you meet someone and you deciding for yourself, making your own judgment, basically. Yeah. So my mom always nice used to say that to me as well. Uh, and she's, she's amazing at that. You know, and you think, uh, how are people so good at certain things? Because you can get very sucked into that, especially in your teenage years, especially mm-hmm. maybe in touring world. It's quite easy yeah. to preempt that. Okay, well, yeah, definitely. And it's natural to do that slightly, mm-hmm. but it's reminding um, yourself, well, I don't know them. I know. It's like, I don't know. It's just good to give everyone a chance. 100%. And yeah. I always, I, I follow that as well. So I like it. Good advice. Here is your quick fire questions then. Here's but you don't know about. So just answer the first thing that comes to mind. So okay. you'll be fine. Favorite food? Pasta. Ah, favorite color purple interesting favorite day of the week saturday uh-huh. favorite month july is it your birthday in july that's so random <laughs> is it your birthday in july no my birthday is in january i just said july because like i'm mostly always on like holiday and it's yeah. like sunny yeah, like the long <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. July is a good one. I, I wasn't shocked, but normally people choose their birthday. But yeah, I'm a January birthday I'm too. January, uh... yeah. Uh, you can keep January. Um, favorite time of the day? I like mornings. I like getting up in the morning, like having a wee coffee when it's like quiet. Quiet outside. I'll get yeah, used to it. Get you. <laughs> the more clients you get, the earlier you have to get up. Um, favorite place in the world? Oh god, that's like so tough. Um, I'm going to say first thing that comes to my head is like beach and like sun. Yes. So 
I'm not sure which beach. On the beach. On the beach. And like that. In the sun. We'll take that. Favorite Irish dance. Favorite Irish dance. I like a slough jig. Favorite person. Um, Marty's going to get offended if I don't say him. There you go. (laughs) You've said it, Matt. Marty. <laughs> your boyfriend. It's so funny. I love the people's faces when I ask that question. They're like, I can't believe you just asked me that. No, I was going to say, I was going to be like, can I say my dog? But no. not a person. No, I understand that you like your dog. <laughs> um, okay, nearly there then. Only a few more things to go through. Recommend me a habit that everyone can begin sort of putting into place today from like right now? Drink water. Aha, uh-huh. why? Um, You'll think better, your muscles will work better, you'll have more energy, everything. Yeah, literally. Um, and I always, I always got it wrong, like as in like, say you had a competition at the weekend, you would think if you drank loads of water that morning that you'd be fine, but like you need to be drinking water like that full week or like leading up to it, like drinking water, that's... Yeah, it's like if, if somebody, let's use an example, if somebody was bringing you food mm-hmm. every single day, you're, you're a kid, you're, let's say a, a child in an orphanage, and they knew that the food would be brought to them at 12 o'clock every single day. Their, their body is sitting and waiting for that food at 12 o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Let's say then we've got another child in a different orphanage and they are brought food randomly here, there and everywhere. Who mm-hmm. Whose body functions better? The boy in the orphanage. The consistent one. Because your body knows what's coming. The other child might actually be getting better food, healthier food, more food. But the consistency is most important because your body knows what's coming. And that's why it's super important. Also, like you said, your body doesn't just need to function on fresh day. Fresh day is actually probably the least important day. (laughs) I literally. It's the training. Your classes and your training, yeah. So important. The recovery. Mm-hmm. Okay, lilt me a reel. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Go on. <laughs> I can't do that. You can. I can't. Go on. Come on, everyone else has. <laughs> oh my you god. weren't expecting that, were you? No. Go on, just a little bit. Oh my god. Give me eight bars. Sorry, I can't Go on. do it. Come on, you can. I love it. Oh, Myra was dancing a step. You, you can cut that out. No way. Myra was dancing a step on her hands. I had to do a step my hands to kind of remind myself. Well, Amy didn't couldn't remember a real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny, I love it. Also, you're gonna hate me because I completely forgot to do it for Amy and it was on my notes and I just she got away with it. So uh, yeah, 
She, she doesn't even know about it, actually. Oh, she didn't do it. You didn't do it because I completely oh, forgot about it. it. I know. She she got to go she You're going to we'll have to get her on again. We'll <laughs> have, have to do a couple of dances. Okay, yeah, so like, we normally have questions from our um, followers, but mm -hmm. I mixed it up for you. I mixed it up for you. And you have questions from the other Move With Men coaches. Oh. So questions that they would like you to answer. So, and we've kind of touched upon most of them really. Aves was, how did you deal with the pressure of going to major competitions after the Worlds, after winning the Worlds, sorry. Um, um, so I started doing, I think I've talked to you about it before. It was called Positive Parties, which is basically like what Annabelle does now, like the positive mindset. So yeah. I- I done that and it definitely helped. So it was like one-to-one -one sessions, um, which just kind of taught me how to relax, which I'm sure Annabelle's is like similar, but. Um, oh, I wish I did that. <laughs> basically, did like in a, in a nutshell, it was like, she kind of got you to think of like a happy place, like somewhere and you thought of like all your senses so you thought about like what you see like what you saw when you were happy there um what you felt what you smell all that and then you remember that happy place and you got used to like tapping under it whenever you felt nervous so then if you like pressed your index finger and your thumb um it would remind you, you, you back, yeah brought you back so it's like bringing you back into that control isn't it and and yeah. Not letting the body and the body's in um, It's kind of like bringing me back to the present as we were talking about. Yeah, that's fab. So, so you would, would you recommend that? I would definitely recommend like mindset things, especially when you're so young and you don't really understand because you don't understand why you have like bad thoughts and you don't know how to control them. A lot so of times don't I don't even realise that they're bad thoughts. I know, I know. I, I asked them. Really I probably believe them, like... Yeah, you 100% do. I asked answers. Okay, tell me, tell me what you're good at. When, when we do assessments for our online coaching, mm -hmm. tell me what you're good at. And you've probably noticed it when you've been on them. Mm -hmm. They can't, people, Irish dancers, as young as eight, seven, they can't mm -hmm. tell me anything they're good at when it comes to dancing. Yet they're good mm -hmm. at lots of things. But the minute I ask, mm -hmm. tell me what you can get better at, there's a list as long as my arm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really important thing to start implementing from such a young age, as well as when you're under pressure. Yeah, um, you focus on the bad more than the good. Yeah, so yeah. mindset with devs helped you like reverse that. Bring, I think. Yeah, bring the right things out. Amy's question then was your favorite memory from competitions. Favorite memory. Hmm, like here now I've obviously been on autopilot through competition that I'm trying to think um remember I spoke about like a reel that I done yes um in Dublin yeah so that was like I don't know why it's like so random but I feel like that I loved that that reel, love that <laughs> in reel. Dublin. obviously obviously like one in all of my words were like so special and like like I can still remember vividly now, like standing there and like looking out and like right there in that moment, like I was like just so happy and so grateful. Yeah. And I just felt like, like it felt like the, the hard work like paid off. Yeah. So definitely those moments as well yeah. were special. Um, yeah. Very I, good. But it's like 
going to the airport and stuff like with um my friends in my dancing school and like sometimes we would have got like matching outfits like <laughs> Amy May was dancing my dancing and one off Scotland we got these wee like fluffy pink boots and like pink um ponchos <laughs> and like we wore them to airports like we things like that as well like we need photographic evidence yeah. this please oh I know <laughs> but those are the best things that we we I take know. those for granted when we're young don't we traveling with your friends traveling with your groups when you dance in school they were just the best times weren't they oh, so good so good and you don't realize that most people in your school class We'll never have done anything like that. Like, it's such no. good fun and such amazing experiences. Oh, and it makes you so good around airports. Like, because yeah. it's just like nature then. You're like, no. oh, my God. Yeah. Like saying hello to the staff in the airport. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Annabelle's question, I thought this was quite an interesting one. What is it like to have your own world party? Oh, so good. Word <laughs> parties were the last. That was a nice question. Um, do you know the song everyone always plays? The world is greatest. Yeah. Oh, and you'd be sad there. I and and that moment you you'd be sad and they're like, oh my god, this is good. Yeah. They're always fun. They are always super fun, aren't they? I think it's just nice again, it's that like pressures off because there's not I think they're important because, like we said earlier, they were only kind of coming in as a thing when I was winning. That's how long ago it was. Um, but so my first world, we had a world party, but it was really small and it was like a school world party. It wasn't my world party. So it was like the school were just celebrating everyone that was at the world, which was amazing. And then mm-hmm. the, sec- the second two, I had sort of my own parties um and I think as well the last one I was 18 so you can like loads of my friends like traveled far for it like it wasn't a thing that people traveled over from Ireland or anything back then either so to be able to travel um was pretty cool but I think it's so nice that everyone from your age group's there but you normally only see color whenever you are like like in the pressure situation yeah yeah you can see everyone just as like normal people and friends yeah and I think as well, like we said earlier, like that stopping and taking in the moment because oh, the day where you win is such a whirlwind. So like being on stage, all of that, yes, you're taking it in, but it's such a, you're tired. There's like so much emotion going on. I feel like it's also a day where, and, and as the other thing is a lot of your family aren't there. A lot of your closest people that you want to celebrate that with aren't there. Um, but I think it's really important for people to to celebrate and not even just winning a world championship, having your own little celebration when you come home from winning your region or from getting a recall at the Worlds or from reaching those goals. It's important to stop and, and celebrate them too. Um, not just you know what I, like? I wish that I took like more notes like I actually started doing this I started doing it this year in the show if there was like any like big special days I would write down basically my day in my notes like I remembered yeah. it I wish I'd done that when I was competing oh, so then I can be like remember because like you do forget things but if you had if you wrote a few things down you would like remember somebody told me to do that on tour as well oh maybe mm-hmm. I just read about it and they said like even like you say a couple of words or a couple of sentences you'll be taken back to that moment and I found it the other day 
I found, um, and it was just a journal, like a school journal kind of thing. Um, and I had written a few words and I was reading through and I was literally being taken to venues and like moments. How, how it jogs the memory. Um, no. but that's actually a really nice idea for people. Yeah, definitely. Take down a few things so that they can remember, unlike us, like, and I'm having our blurs. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. You you did it. See, was it scary after all? No, it wasn't too bad after all. It wasn't all. that scary after all. But yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much for joining. Hopefully, I think a lot of people will take a lot from that. Um, I feel like I've learned about you. And um, wow. so thank you for joining and have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Meg Talks. Don't forget to share your favourite parts of the episode and tag us on Instagram at movewithmeg with two Gs. And as a special treat, head to movewithmeg.co.uk forward slash Fesh Day Warm Up to access your free video. See you next time.